Hello, everyone. This is Andrew Kohinka bringing you the tenth episode of Can You Colloquy, featuring Cat Register. Cat Register is a three-piece instrumental indie mathy rocky band consisting of Adali on bass, Gerardo on guitar, and Matt on drums. I actually just got back from recording drums for their debut full-length album. Uh, they don't want to put a deadline on anything, but we're, we're making progress on it. It's been a fun few weeks so far. I've been helping them record for a little bit now. Uh, Gerardo, actually, right after this interview was recorded at the Bat Ranch, by the way, right before their performance... Gerardo reached out to me uh, to to assist with the production duties and responsibilities, really wanting to focus on the composition, uh, the melodies, you know, the songwriting, the artist part, the the cat register part. They have a few uh, self-produced projects on all streaming platforms and Bandcamp and whatnot. A couple singles, uh, Killa and Peach Fun Dip, and a live EP, all recorded and mixed by them. Check them out. They're great. If you, if you want to get into Cat Register and, and kind of find out <clears throat> what they're like and what their direction is, uh, I highly recommend them. Like I said, they're they're instrumental. They're they've got that indie vibe, slight math elements, nothing too crazy, nothing as extreme as like say Hella or uh, Melt Banana. I guess I couldn't. It was like Melt Banana or Daughters, the first things to come to mind. Palm stuff like that. They uh, they kind of give me Chan vibes. Yeah, just like sonically, uh, Palm in in the the style that they they bring to some of how their songs are structured and the the rhythm feels. I've been extremely busy helping them record, and uh, Casey Brock of Rocco English, his side project that he started recently, Plastic Forearm, and written material for with the other three members of the band mud nigel and cooper uh been helping them record their project at valencia where i go to school and currently work uh, so i've been i've been busy recording both of their projects and it's been a lot of fun working with musicians is definitely like in this context, like kind of guiding the the direction of recording and the album production process. It's it's interesting to to hear the songs develop so close. Like to have such a close relationship with the musicians and the the songs themselves and the material. Uh, to watch everything kind of come together and come alive, if you will. It's it's uh, definitely a, a very fun, interesting, rewarding experience. It's really cool uh, to to get like that newfound appreciation for a set of songs for a band and how they play after after watching them play and listening to them and kind of guiding them and you know bringing the best out of them for their material and whatnot. it's 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 
It's uh, it's it's just an interesting experience. I guess I'll have to leave it at that. But yeah, I've been mad exhausted working with these two bands and uh, fresh off the uh, the farewell Rocco English show at at Lose, which was last night. I got home around three three thirty ish, hanging out with Rocco English before. Cam goes back up to Georgia, and Jack goes back down to South Florida, and Casey leaves the state. It's uh, it's all treasured memories, <laughs> all all memories that will be stored in the bank of my my brain, the 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 furthest recesses of my brain which I will struggle to uh, look back on in, in, in years to come. But definitely all good, good memories, things that uh, I cherish in the moment and really appreciate. And that's what's, that's what's really cool about you know the local scene and especially the Orlando scene is just all these musicians and artists whether they they're not musicians and they are f- like uh gr- like uh graphic artists visual media type uh people who all share this common connection and interest very open welcoming uh group of people i've i've said it before i've said it a bunch of times but it's true and people like rocco english people like Plastic Forum, Cat Register, I could go on and on. Pretty much anybody I've interviewed at this point, all very cool, down-to-earth, open, welcoming people who just want to play together, uh, play music, and watch each other grow and and go on this journey together, you know? So, uh, Cat Register will be playing a show this Saturday, June 26th, at uh, the Hanau Contemporary Center with Not Enough Space, Raspberry Pi, and Michael Higgins of The Forum. All put together by a local legend, scene supporter, Marshall Rones, a.k.a. Montgomery Drive. Get your tickets at the link in the uh, description of the episode. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be a great show. The Hanau is a great space. Um, Marshall's an amazingly talented promoter and organizer. Everything goes so smoothly. Uh, he's he's very friendly, very welcoming. We'll talk to you forever about anything and everything. So it's definitely going to be a lot of good vibes at that show. Go check it out. It's... Uh, $10 at the door, $8 in advance, 18 plus. But go catch that show. Things are popping off again. So that's Saturday, June 26th. Um, be there. Be there, be square, I guess. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Cat Register is an amazing group. I've loved working with them throughout the recording process and the interview process as well. It was really fun to just sit down with them before they're set at the Bat Ranch and knock this thing out. So I hope that all translates. Uh, Enjoy it.
I'm Andrew Kohinka, and I have Cat Register here with me. Introduce yourselves. Adali Bautista. <laughs> Matt Cousineau. My name's Gerardo. <laughs> just go with we'll that. just go with that. Just <laughs> Gerardo. How you doing? We're cat register. You are cat register. Collectively. Collectively. Yeah, yeah. We are the band with the plan. <laughs> You're the bassist. I'm the drummer. I play guitar. Yo. Solid. No singing here. No singing instrumental, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Instrumental, man. Makes Sheesh. it easy. Math is easy to you, huh? Yeah. Well, you just gotta count we got, to four gotta. and call it a day. <laughs> well, no, we have songs in six eight. We have some in six eight, yeah. So a big thing for us is like theory and, you know, the counting glory of it all, making sure that we can put together something that sounds good, but not overcomplicated. Um, that's kind of like what the whole project started as. And we were like, you know, we love instrumental music and we love all of this cool uh, rhythms and stuff. We love like, but we feel like you need a you really degree in a music degree <laughs> to understand it in some cases where it's like, man, if only this was a little easier to listen to or easier to understand. So that's kind of like the big focus for us, you know, make music that's easy to listen to, easy to but vibe still to, grooves. still, still grooves, grooves, you know. <laughs> you guys are indeed groovy. I checked out your singles that you released back in 2020, um, Peach Dip Fun, and what was the other one? Uh, Killa. Killa. Killa with the A-H for ah, because you know, ah. you're getting changed by Killa. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and the live EP that you put out. Um, so you guys do a lot of home recording, right? Like those EPs were all self-recorded and yeah. did you do the recording for the live thing as well? Yeah, um, the live recording, since it was in the middle of the whole pandemic and everything, um, we kind of just put a Yeti in the middle of the room and put it on stereo and said, man, let's just, let's just record some demos. Yeah, let's um, just do a live set. We recorded the whole thing in like 20 minutes, you know, 20, yeah, 25 minutes. Just basically a one take, boom. Yeah. No, no boom, special done. edits, no nothing. We just grab the microphone, Barely put it in stereo, mixing. put it in the middle of the room and call it a day, you know, and try to get it as, you know, accurate to live as possible, you know, mm -hmm. since in the middle of a pandemic and no shows or anything, you know, people are dying to see and hear live music, you know try to make it accessible at home. So during COVID, you guys, did you feel that adapting to performing through live streaming and uh, Instagram kind of appearances, how did that translate from playing like in front of audiences and kind of like in a live IRL setting to yeah, lack of- absolutely sucks, trust me, <laughs> absolutely sucks. It fucking sucks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean it's better than nothing, yeah. but. It, it's extremely limited, you can't do as much as you'd yeah. like. Like, we couldn't use a drum set for any set we've done so far. So we were like, man, what are we going to do? We yeah. picked up a cajon. And, yeah, yeah, and, and pick up a cajon. And you can imagine playing math rock on a cajon. It just doesn't yes. make sense. It, it's impossible. It's sort of, it did something. Yeah. <laughs> it did something. You know, if, we just, if we just do it like how we normally would a live show, we'd have to have, you know, much better microphones. We'd have yeah. to have a much more quiet set. We'd have to have a controlled room. There's, there's so many elements to it that outside of performing, it's so much to take in, you know. So, so you switched to Cajon for some like Instagram performances and yes, stuff like that? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. it, it was already. Yeah, How was that? It was, it was, it was an interesting change. Yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to relearn all the songs on the Cajon and like going from like, you know, there's no, there's no symbols. No symbols so no I ride, couldn't add no, that. No ride, no, yeah, it's no just, separate hi-hat or ride. You, you got basically nothing. get bass, snare, and anything in between. And if you wear a ring, you can get a really, not, a really loud snare. Oh, yeah, that was, I actually <laughs> used the ring during that, yeah. That was a nice knock. I like that. I like that tone. 
for the performances, did you go DI or did you mic like mic up an amp or how did that go for the bass? Yeah, we just did everything directly to a phone. Yeah, straight, straight raw. <laughs> and bass. Did you get to use your amp or did you go straight into like an interface? Or? We did straight acoustic bass. Nice. You had acoustic bass? We did an acoustic set a, a couple months back, maybe a couple weeks. Um, where we picked up an acoustic bass. That's when we picked up the cajon. Yeah. I, I already have an Yo, acoustic Listen, That's shout out to Tony for that one. Yo, shout out to Tony for letting shout us borrow. Yo, Tony the man. Shout out to Tony. <laughs> um, but yeah, without him, we probably wouldn't have had played that set that day, you know. And it wouldn't yeah, have it sounded down. nearly as nice as it was, you know. So, are there are you are there any plans for like an acoustic album in the future? Because I think your sound would translate beautifully to some acoustic shit. I don't know. How did you feel with those we could sessions? Write an acoustic EP, we could probably do it. something short. Yeah, but I don't I know say, if we make a full length album. I would say take most of our original songs and translate the best of them to an acoustic song. Yeah, we definitely could do like Lizard Penguin. That could definitely be an yeah. acoustic song. Wait, people don't know what Lizard Penguin is. These songs aren't out yet. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. You are working on a new LP, correct? It's mostly written? Yeah, it's actually completely written. We have about 13 songs put together. Um, we just got to get the time to record, put everything together, and spend the time to just lock everything up in a room and put it all on a computer, you know, turn it digital. How were the writing sessions for that? Was it more group oriented or? Uh, uh, he wrote a riff. I, I start I wrote most a of beat. It. He teaches him <laughs> he, something. He's the bitch that makes the bass. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm just the bitch that makes the beats, bro. That's, that's all I am. Yeah. <laughs> Very important bitch. Yeah, most important. You're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it, it usually luck. starts with like you know I, I write a riff and I'll try to piece together the song mostly. Like we we write like five or six riffs all in the same key and we you know try different layouts we listen to other music to try to see like okay how can we separate this and make it into something cohesive right something that flows pretty well um so at that point that's when we start getting the whole group together and it's like hey this is what i have let me present it to the boys and if the boys like it we'll vibe it out jam it out for a while we'll do hour-long sessions like and we'll just slam it you know Hours, uh, hours. Yeah, mo most of Hot, <laughs> sweaty rooms, hours yes. on end. Hours, hours. sweaty, sweaty like, room, no AC. <laughs> no AC. Barely a fan. Tinnitus, tinnitus. tinnitus. Oh, yeah, lots of tinnitus. Plenty of tinnitus. Oh, lots of that. Hashtag tinnitus. <laughs> uh, I think most of our songs, I think it's funny because most of our songs start with, man, that shit sounds weird. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, that wasn't that what weird, actually. Mean? Hey, we can make something out of that. And when we started putting it all together after having like a couple weird riffs, it's like, man, uh, this, this can turn into a nice song, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of like your songwriting process. Uh, I know you guys have done singles, uh, the live kind of four track thing. How was the album writing process like as a whole? Like, uh, how, did you feel any pressure trying to stick to a cohesive concept or tonality or anything like that in terms of the composition? And I think when it comes to like us putting our songs together, I personally try to take like one major element of music and um, write a couple riffs around that same idea. So we have a couple songs that are just based on rhythm and we'll do the same thing all together, but we'll line the rhythm up perfectly. Or um, we'll do something like uh, layering and trying, you know, uh, looping things on top of each other or, um, you know, finding different main concepts of music and then trying to nail it in one song, you know. And it ends up pretty solid, you know. Um, our music doesn't really have some crazy deep message to it because you know we don't even say words in our music you know it's just a matter of you know what feels good what feels right and what flows good you know what do you guys think no uh, um because a lot of the songs we wrote we wrote one at a time mm -hmm. 
and then uh, um, you notice one song would be in the same key as another one. Mm -hmm. So we'd write something like one ending to a song that would kind of sound like the beginning of another song. Yeah. So that's kind of how we, you know, put. Yeah. We always had this song next to this song. Yeah. That song comes out of that song. So we've had a we've had a lot of members in our band too, and that definitely influences like crazy, man. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe how much things you can learn from just having one person in one session and. You know, just listening to what they like to listen to and hearing them play and picking up on like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's a neat little trick that we can throw into the massive bowl of shit. I think, <laughs> I think, bowl of shit. <laughs> I think uh, at the end of it all, and currently we've had a 12 people in and out of our band through our entire time. So like every year we would have someone new. Adali is actually our newest member. And he's been with us for about three years now. Uh, yeah, three years, about three, yeah. maybe four. And um Honestly, it's it's crazy. You end up picking up influences in places you wouldn't imagine. Like we weren't expecting to get a dolly, but a dolly only really listens to punk music, and yeah, that like 80s stuff. along with like punk punk tone on top of uh, or layered with melodic stuff can really sound full. Um, it's pretty crazy how you can blend all these different things and still have a cohesive sound and project. You know, pretty cool. So <laughs> the band love. Love. Um, so the f 12 people have come in and out of this project uh, who has been here from the start a show of hands just me and him it started with me and Matt we basically were, right after high school no nah, not even during high school even I, when I was a freshman freshman in high school and Matt was uh, he's two years older than me so he was like a junior and we were playing with um, Keone and Rain at the time oh and yeah that the was, project yeah, yeah, the yeah. project that started there was just a couple guys hanging out and you know, we're, they've we're Phoenix something. Yeah, Phoenix something. I don't even remember. We've had a hundred different names at this point. <laughs> um, but it started with a four-man band, and now they're on doing their own endeavors. I don't know if they both do music anymore. Um, but well, we still. Last time you talked to Rain. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> um, but you know, you pick up from all these people. You learn something new from everyone, and you know, you you turn that into something that you can make your own. You know, it's pretty dope. So uh, you have done a couple. I only found a couple tracks, but you have sort of like a side project thing where you release music kind of on your own under a different moniker. Uh, Stay With Me, correct? Uh, that was the original name, yeah. I changed the name after, I think, my first album. Yeah. Um, originally, it was the Stay With Me band, and it was just me, you know, putting together things that didn't fall into cat register or was a little too acoustic, a little too melodramatic to be a math rock fiesta, you know? Um, um, but I, I changed the name to amygdala. The amygdala is a part of the brain that helps determine how you feel about fear and anxiety and how you overcome and what, what causes these fears. And um, the, the idea of the project was originally to horrify people and try to, try to make a really obscure sound while still making you know, songs that make sense, right? Yeah. Um, but just recently I've been, I decided that I'm going to go more for a relaxing of the amygdala and go for more chill stuff. And, Kind of like shoegaze, if shoegaze was a, it was a real genre, you know? <laughs> if shoegaze. <laughs> um, Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> the hottest take, I might even say. Um, a couple yeah, people who would throw hands. Indie at this point. I have another friend that's... Don't um, come through. Don't oh, yeah? Don't come through. Scrapper? Scrapper. <laughs> so if you guys were different party members in uh, a fantasy adventure group, I'm getting... Barbarian vibes from you. No, 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 no. I play lots of D and D. You know okay. nothing about D and D. He knows all about it. <laughs> so, what's your class? What's your class? Barbarian. Okay, we got. I 
I rage. Yeah, yeah. Battle, you, there's any monsters, I rage. <laughs> Makes sense for a drummer. On site. <laughs> Makes sense for a drummer, yeah. So, uh... I'd probably lean more towards, like, a support. Like, you know, medic, something like that. I generally play medics in most games. They're just more easy, easy to get, you know? It's just, don't let so your boys die. be a mage. <laughs> yeah, mage. You know, that wizardry shit. And last but not least... Gorilla. <laughs> Just gorilla. Unpredictable gorilla. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Very unique. Yeah. Oh, party foul. Party foul. It's all right. We got a couple younglings on the ground. It's it's a minefield right now. I see a monster energy right here. We got to mix the beer, the it's, beer and the energy. It's almost as bad as piss. Can <laughs> you imagine pissing battery acid? <laughs> Just piss it out and just turn it into meth. It's like McDonald's Sprite. It's made. It's Yo, definitely McDonald's, made, McDonald's made in a lab. Sprite. It's made in a lab. Dude. It's <laughs> Sounds corrosive. It's oh corrosive. my god. <laughs> um. So influences for your new sound. Uh, you guys have given me kind of like uh like a Chon, obviously gent kind of sound. If they hooked up. Strawberry. Love Strawberry Girls. Strawberry, strawberry Girls so is good. very good, Shout very out melodic. Shout out to Strawberry Girls. Dying to play a show with you. Let me know. <laughs> Um, Very groovy band too. Oh, Super yeah. groovy, yeah. man. Anything with groove, we're on yeah. it, man. Um, I think the best place to find groove is in the '70s and in the '80s, for okay. sure. You can find so much crazy sound in, you know, really old content. There's this band, one of my favorites, is called Pornasonic. They oh, only no, make, not them. they not only them. make and release, um, you know, unreleased porn music, which is. Nice. Incredibly bass driven, lots of super wah. funky, lots of wah. It is probably the craziest shit you've ever listened to. And then Ron Jeremy actually supplies vocal assistance on top of it. Of it's really does. fucking it hilarious. <laughs> Who else? It's so good. It's so good. Everything about it is good. <laughs> um, oh, Kodak Black. We love Kodak, Kodak Black. Black. Shout, Shout out to Kodak, Kodak Black. Shout out the yak. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't expecting Kodak Black to be as influential as he is. <laughs> Have you reached out to him for a feature on the LP? No, I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. Can't not even afford it. Especially you can't afford us. We're running on $12 <laughs> right now, man. I don't know how we even got out here. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here, man. Hosted <laughs> it on fumes. Did you siphon any gas on the way here? Uh, maybe. Keep your lips shut on that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. This is an interview, but it's not that kind of interview. Uh, uh, Gucci Mane, when he was in court, uh, bitch, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I might be siphoning gas. I wouldn't put it past you. I've seen it done. I just might have to. Um, <laughs> it's a struggle out here. It's a struggle. It's, it's a snuggle out here. Yeah, it's a snuggle. <laughs> you like snuggles and long walks on the beach? Only sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah, it depends with who. Hit me up. <laughs> Yeah, sound checking. Sounds coming up. I'm hyped. I totally forgot to mention we are at the Bat Ranch right now, about to. Cat register is about to go up. Uh, yeah, you go up third. We got the. I think we got the best slot, man. Third is the best place to be when there's five bands. You know? It's a very nice, comfy place in the sandwich stack. Uh, are you guys excited? You were talking about nerves earlier. Dude, I got nerves. There's Yo, always I'm, nerves before a show. Like a it don't matter bro. how many times you played. It's a show. Yeah. So. These guys, they don't got confidence in themselves, to be honest this, with you. Yo, What's up with this guy? Adolphic <laughs> Gorilla is too confident, man. It's scary. <laughs> I think Gorilla has like a plus five to like charisma or something. He's confident. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm hype. I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. How many shows have you played since uh, Corona started? Oh, one. 
Digital or live? <laughs> no, let's go live. live. In front of an, a real... Uh, yeah. we, we played one show. Yeah. This is our second one. Uh, well, technically, that show we did, like, it kind of was during Corona, but it wasn't, like, before well, the yeah. pandemic. We we played one show right before everything went to shit. Yeah, like, like <laughs> we, shit We, we kind of cued it, fan. you know? <laughs> what was the last gig? You remember it? The day, the time? Uh, Early don't March. remember the date. It was March. Early no, mid-March. Mid-March. It, it was a cat show. We only asked bands oh, yeah, to was, play was if they had cat in the outside name. Outside cat. <laughs> outside oh. cat. Cat Ridgeway. Mm -hmm. Pretty crazy. Cat By the way, Montgomery Drive put that on. Great person, allergic to cats. We just got her because her name is Catherine. <laughs> it's a great time, great time though. Oh, Cat um, Ridgeway is fucking awesome. Fucking amazing, dude. She is a, they she is playing incredible. in the Amway C Center. She, she is going places like, for sure. She's really good. Who is that one more time? Uh, Cat Ridgeway. She's incredible. What kind of music does she play? Um, oh, kinda... More pop, more funk sort of stuff. I would say folk even in some cases. Maybe Scott? Definitely a little bit Scott. A little they, bit of Scott. They, they, they have a horn player, which is really yeah. fucking good, man. Yeah, oh my god. All oh, the members of the, the way, band Scott, are, are top incredible. Notch. Love Scott. <laughs> big influence, Scott? Influence enough, yeah. Oh, yeah. Streetlight Manifesto, Manifesto comes on and that shit, crazy. Real big fish. It's fucking good. Yeah, man. Aquabats is good. I like Aquabats. They're hilarious. Meme band. Great. <laughs> Shout out Aquabats. <laughs> a dollar listens to some cool shit, man. Yeah, what do you listen to? You're the punk head of the band, correct? I listen to a lot of shit. Mostly, mostly Queens of the Stone Age, Misfits, stuff like that. You know, more like, more heavier stuff. Nothing, nothing too crazy though. So like, uh, more 80s punk or like that new age type shit? To be honest, more like desert, desert rock stuff. More, desert rock. Desert rock. Desert more, rock. More, <laughs> more like, you know, we're tuning down the guitars, the drops. rocks in the desert. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. The desert is only rocks. It's ground up rocks. Yeah, technically it is. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> That's some grindy shit, man. That's <laughs> grindcore. Shit. <laughs> Through a series of logical leaps, we find out that you are uh, a big grindcore listener. You like grindcore, desert rock. No. Grindcore. Yeah. Listen to a lot of that good stuff. <laughs> I make a lot of it too. Make a lot of it. I, I like some heavy stuff, but grindcore is just a mess. It's just a dirty it's mess. Like, you just don't like it because you're a drummer. That's extra work on you, right? I mean, but I mean, a lot of heavy, heavy metal bands and post-hardcore play some heavy. hard shit. But, but I mean, grindcore is just it just goes too far with, messy, with that. Man. Yeah, it is. It's messy. It, it definitely leaves uh, in, you know. Hey, hey. I mean, not to say that there's not talent in it. Yeah, but there's it's just not. It, for, for sure. It's not for me. It leaves an imprint. You know, you will be talking about a grindcore show for weeks after the grindcore show. You know. <laughs> Yeah. You ever been to a grindcore show? No, oh. hell no. Oh. I'm scared, bro. I get yeah, sucked yeah, in the I mouth. Would, I, I would be scared. Come on, man. I'm too pretty and funky. I mean, I've been, I've been to Attila. <laughs> I've been to uh, um, After the Burial. One time, I went to an Under Oath show, yeah, completely Under unknowing that what Under Oath was. It was a oh, big music festival, yikes. and they were like headlining, and I'm like, man, I'll probably just leave after that. I'll leave before the headline. I ended up staying, and I got punched in the mouth, and couldn't. Uh, I couldn't feel my jaw for like three weeks after that. It was great. Probably the the craziest show I've been to so far. I remember I remember crowd surfing, and when I was getting caught by like the 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 security up front, like some dude literally just like, <laughs> like right in my shit. eye, and it made my contact go out of place, and oh I was just god. like, my god, you're blind and stupid now. <laughs> I mean, I always have been. Oh yeah, I feel you. So, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, big fans. I used to. I used to play, to, I used been about to play a year a since I played. Maybe two years now. I'm definitely more of a Yu-Gi-Oh than Pokemon person. Yeah. 
I like them both, man. Anything cute, I'm down. <laughs> Anything cute? Well, Yu-Gi-Oh's a little darker, huh? I mean, yeah. have you seen Dark Magician Girl? That shit's busted. I'm gonna put you in the shadow realm. <laughs> that shit's busted, bro. <laughs> or like the, uh, dude, I would get the Attune Blue Eyes Right Dragon tattoo. That that's such an iconic. Oh, picture. the Tune one. Yeah, the Tune Blue yeah, Eyes White Dragon. That cool. shit is fire, man. That's so fucking dope. I had one of those, but I never had the Tune World card, so it was useless. Yeah, man. Uh, when I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh, like I, I would go to a couple tournaments. I never actually won. I'm kind of ass at it. Oh, but uh, Counter Fairies was huge, and I was running a Counter Fairies, and I think I got up to like second place, and then I got like my shit rocked, dude. <laughs> I had no fucking chance, you know. Probably the worst hand I could have played, and ended up getting fucked, man. How long have you been playing Yu-Gi-Oh up until that point? Oh, three weeks. <laughs> three weeks? <laughs> my, my Made friend, it pretty far. Yeah, my, my friend played in a whole bunch of tournaments, and he was like, man, you should come out to one. And then I went, and I was like, man, this is kind of exactly what I remember Yu-Gi-Oh to be, right? Um, and then he was like, man, just pick up whatever's new and start there. Yeah. And that's when I was like, man, I'll, I'll spend the 30 bucks, I guess, you know, and put that shit together and... You know, you know, got got yeah. to a pretty solid place in a pretty bad tournament. <laughs> there was like eight people, and I was like, man, I might as well, you know. Yeah. It was fun. Did you play very long after that uh, discouraging defeat, or did you push on? Hell no, I was out of there, man. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm done with this. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a sore loser feel, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, you get you get beat so bad, you just can't get back up. Sometimes <laughs> I get it. I'm very competitive myself. Uh, uh, Competitiveness in music. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, it doesn't have to be competition. Do you feel like any sort of competition or vibe or anything like when you get on stage to prove to people like, or no, because everybody's slightly different with, yeah, with different. their style. I think I think so. It's, you just got to be best in your your own right. Yeah, I think it's less of competing with who you're playing with and rather competing with the audience to really show what you got. You know. Yeah. Spent, you know, I, I spent this much time putting yeah. something together. I'm here to share it with you. I would like you to enjoy this, you know. I mean, it's more like appreciating the art, but, you know, sometimes there is some competitiveness. Yeah. You know, sometimes you might be like, I want to be the best man, you know. I mean, tonight, secretly, you, you, you can't you be want like... To. You want to. You secretly hope for it, you know. Yeah. You, you secretly hold it inside, like, man, I really hope we're like... I hope people listen to us, and they're like, man, that was the best set I've seen tonight. It's always the dream. That's it's the American dream, dream, American musician dream. That's the... But competitive in the sense of a writing sense, I, I think competitive is... You know, good in a you know where you appreciate the art but you know yeah i mean it it's, it's also like you know yeah, when you're trying to sound different you're trying to be something yeah like it, it fuels the need to do something better and be better than everyone else which if that's what everyone's trying to do you'll end up with a better project every time you know like we i think we have never played a show that we were like man we killed that shit we're always like man we we no. could have done this better we could have done this better i can name five things that went horribly wrong yeah. you know and some people would be like, man, you, you killed that set. And we're like, you know, if you don't settle, you'll yeah. always move towards that, exactly. you know, improvement, finding what can we do better what next? What can we do next? What's the next sound that we go for type of thing, you know? So you guys kind of almost compete against yourselves to yeah. just better yeah. yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we never settle. We refuse to settle on this, you know. Practice, bro. Consistent <laughs> riffs, drum beats, consistent tinnitus, you know. Consistent. <laughs> <laughs> consistent. Hey, like, you hear that? Was oh, it just me? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't remember. <laughs> so, um, did I miss something there? Yeah, um, um, there's this horrifying project. Oh no, he's gonna say. <laughs> We're gonna it. talk gonna about talk. it. Uh, he's been listening to it. It's called uh, Every, Everywhere at the End, end of time. time. It's a six-hour-long album. Nice. Six hours, and it's, it's like six collective albums. And, it's a um, project about 
like dementia. what somebody yeah <laughs> it's what somebody would go through if your brain was literally dissolving yeah through dementia and <laughs> yeah. like it just as the album goes on like songs get more distorted dude, things start getting chopped up dude. there's more when you get like, to the last album, static yeah it's, it's literally just 90 minutes of just white noise <laughs> dude yeah, it's, it's horrifying yeah, but, but it's, it's since it's six and a half hours, it really gets you. You gotta sucked take, in. you gotta take that shit yeah. one at a time, bro. You like fruit, like yeah, melatonin would lose gummies, their mind you know? going through that album in one sitting. Dude, definitely, that shit is it is very intense, and um, it's really eye opening too. Yeah, that's like the current meme with us right now. It's like, man, I, I don't think I remember. <laughs> Sounds like a good bonding experience for the band, though. If you guys can make it through that, you can pretty much make it through anything. I haven't yeah. suffered through that at all. Yeah, he, he refuses to do it with us. One day. Adali, just be like, lives a little yeah, further I, of, than I remember me and Matt. hearing about, about this album. Maybe I might listen to it and then you'll be in your, your <laughs> room like, like four I, hours later like... I feel like I listened to this before. <laughs> or I don't, I? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> so yeah. Um, it's just a burning memory. We, we like finding really weird music and trying to pick it apart, you know. We'll, we'll listen to anything and we'll just try to understand where someone's coming from with it, you know. Um, we do it a lot in the sense of like when a new album comes out, we'll stream the whole album together or if it's a project that we're excited for, we'll wait and listen to it all together and be like, okay, you know, this is what they were going for. This is what the sound is. This is what they were thinking. How can we do something like that if we wanted to, you know? What's the rhythm? What's the pattern? What's the key? Anything, you know? And it, it helps us put together better content, I feel, you know? I know mm -hmm. Rona just put out something there. Rona's nice. Yeah. Rona, Rona Rona's from Tampa is crazy. Uh, we played it. That was like our first major show in Orlando with them. And at, at the show, his the guitarist like snapped a string on his guitar. Yikes. And it was like, man, what am I going to do? And then we like donated our guitar for them to play. And that was a great experience to see someone, you know, rocking your shit and sounding great. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, it always feels yeah. good, you know. It's exciting, man. Uh, yeah, breaking strings on stage sucks. I've been there, and yeah. yeah. I refuse to go through it, man. I'll change a string the day before. No, I, don't even, I don't even know what I'd do if I broke a head. Yeah, if, Especially if, a <laughs> snare head. If I broke a tom, I'd be okay. Yeah. Broke the kick or the snare head, I would... You're dead. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I done. think I'm done for the night. Somebody else better have a backup snare. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, you know, since we're an instrumental band, we kind of have to take our equipment pretty seriously, you know? Yeah. Like, we, we can't fuck around with the snare too much. We can't... We can't try to detune too much if we want yeah. to, you know, um, change your strings before every show even. I, I'm pretty sure the last time I changed my strings was like two weeks ago, and I'm nervous already, you know? <laughs> but there are people that are like, man, I'll just ride these strings out until they pop. For and it's like, like how? Four years. why would you do that to yourself, you know? You you like, you're grime on it. That, you know? yeah, <laughs> this is yucky, man. rusted. Yes. Yeah, it's like, ugh, come on, yes. just, they're, they're six bucks, dude. <laughs> you have to get a tetanus <laughs> shot just playing on your guitar. <laughs> Just change your strings, man. That, that's the message for the day. Change your strings. Don't cut the tip. PSA from Cat Register. Stop. You're a maniac. I'm You're a maniac. maniac. I refuse to cut my strings. You don't cut your strings? No, so it's like all hanging off. Nice. It's like, you know, the, the whole message. Same idea with hair, you know. <laughs> same idea with hair, you know. You don't cut your hair. It's here to send the message. You grow it out for a reason. You cut it for a reason. Respectable. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. You get it. They don't get it. <laughs> Thoughts and opinions? Yeah. Body hair? Mom. No comment. Throw it. <laughs> no comment. Throw it. Does not want to touch that. Oh, uh, boil your bass strings if you're broke. Boil the bass string if you're broke. For what? Yeah, I heard because that. Because it, that it cleans the grime off of them. Yeah, it makes no, it sound more fuller. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. take all your strings off of your bass, again, but it doesn't last as long. Yeah. It, if you boil them after like 
eight months of not changing your bass strings because bass strings are ridiculously expensive. They're like 40 bucks, 50 bucks for a pack of four. And it's like, what the fuck is going on, man? Sometimes I have to pay like 40, 50 bucks for one head. I know, but you know, you don't break a head as often as people break strings. You're not you're good. You're not crazy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you're good, you're not crazy, you know. You must be pretty good. You're not breaking very many skins. No, I've never. I, I did once in high school. Oh my yeah. god, that was terrifying. <laughs> you were on drumline in high school, correct? Yes, I was on drumline. I was also in a um, an independent drumline called RPT <laughs> from <that>? Leesburg. <laughs> yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> How much research you done? <laughs> uh, I've done enough research to know that you two were in the high school bands. Yeah. We jazz band, correct? I did jazz band and um, regular marching band too. Okay, what did you play? Uh, in marching band, I originally played uh, pit. We were in pit for a while. Um, it's, <laughs> you, you just play a xylophone. You play a xylophone outside. How cool can it no, be? You, know? like, you were only cool if you were on the drum line. I know, and I wish I did drum line even more. You know. Um, and then on my final year, my senior year, they were like, "Yeah, uh, we have one tuba player. Do you think you can play this?" And I'm like, uh, "No." And they're like. Okay. Well, you're you going go. to anyways. <laughs> you're going to play it anyway. And I'm like, fuck this, man. And now I have back problems. How was tuba? How was tuba besides the back problem? It sucks, bro. Tuba yeah. is so... I tried once garbage, and like, bro. I just tried to hold a note for more than like five seconds and my lips were numb. Mm-mm, dude. It, like, dude, it's like blowing into a bowl. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, you ever done the horse thing? Like, it's like that. Yeah. Just like constantly for, against for 45 your lips minutes. smacking against metal. Dude, it's gross. It sucks. I wish I didn't do it. <laughs> so guitar is a whole lot better. Dude, everything about it. Everything about guitar is so much better. Yeah. You can actually breathe when you play. It's great. <laughs> you ever hold your breath when you play guitar? Sometimes. Yeah. It depends how I'm feeling. Or if, I, if I'm really trying to hit this lick, I'll like, man, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. It's like, <laughs> okay, we're good. We got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You do a lot of tapping and sliding and shit, yeah? I try not to do it too much. Yeah. Too much. Because that's part of the whole overcomplicating music, I feel, when you try to bounce too far out of your scale or out of your, out of your line, right? Um, where it could work well if you really, like, let it build, let it, let it fester and turn into something else. But yeah. the more times you try to tap, the more complicated it starts to get. And that's where you start losing people in a live performance, you know? The only people that you're attracting with that is the people that know what you're doing. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, normal people are going to look at it and be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he doing that? And then actual guitar players are like, man, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's happening's insane. Um, like, at the, if you're going to do it, just do it consistently at least. Because if you try to overcomplicate it, you can end up ruining a whole section, you know. Yeah, just from that, that's where holding your breath starts to come into play. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> don't get off beat. Don't get off beat. Keep in time. <laughs> That's why I asked, man, the tapping, man, holding your breath, you'd be surprised. It's fucking crazy, man. But, you know, we, we try to just make it groovy, fun, simple, um, but also, you know, bitching. We want to be bitching, bitchin', you know? Bitchin'. <laughs> That's right. Bi- shout out to bitching. Shout out to bitching. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, though. You know, you just we just got to do it in a way where we feel comfortable doing it. Last thing you want to do is stress yourself out over a show about the stuff you're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, you overcomplicate know? a piece of music and then that, you're trying to push it yourself, but it's it up, not. You know? it, it, it's never a solid run, yeah. and you're always kicking yourself if you don't make it yeah, at least somewhat within your comfort zone. It's like song. you know, we play it safe, but we play it fun. You know, yeah. we're not trying to make it too stupid. Where it's like, okay, this sounds great, but what if I fuck it up live? You know, yeah. the, that's where it's like. Uh, a whole part of a song can get lost in translation just from overcomplicating it, you know. But that's 
it happens you know it some people do it some people don't it just that's where the practice comes into play you can team up with your boys you spend hours in the nasty hot room and you if you can do it Get great tinnitus. if you can't do it you live with it you know and you just try something else the new album though you guys are planning to record it at home again or are you taking it to a studio or have what's the process going to be like we for this out of studio we tried a studio and it's it's hard to get it together man it's hard to really find the time and pinpoint because we only meet up once a week for a couple hours yeah. you know and then it's like work all fucking week right well i'm sorry it's okay it's okay we're the uh, we're the assholes here uh <laughs> yeah i get it um so no studio to that you're not going to try it again just not sure yet you know it's yeah. it's one of those things where if we can get the funds together i would love to get this thing professional like as good as we can get it you know but at the same time we don't want to keep postponing an album that's already written you know yeah. yeah like if we start writing the next album before we even recorded the first one that's when it's like man i love the first album but then i have all this new content that i'm ready to share you know so it's like the sooner the better and if we have to do it at home to do it Ooh. so be it you know i might i might outsource to mix it even get the recording together ourselves and yeah. then have someone mix it for a better price it's it's just a matter of having the time to do it you know that's definitely a, an alternative route is just get output all or, get your shit yeah. together and you know outsource for that thing you know for real. you know capitalism does it why can't i <laughs> Mixing is definitely one of the most important parts yeah, and definitely Dude, master especially for an album like yeah. this you know if it's yeah. You know, we, our main appeal is us being in, we're doing instruments, you know, yeah. there's no singing to this. There's no, like a regular person will probably hear it and be like, man. Yeah, so we need to have everybody's part heard. Yeah, so we, we got to make it crisp. And unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not going to settle for a shitty sounding album when we have quality content like this. I love the content that we have together. And I, I don't think I could comfortably say I'll just record everything at home and do everything myself. And end up with a project that doesn't sound as nice as it could even our singles i feel like we could mix and make, mix and master and make it sound a lot better but yeah you know at the time you do what you can and you get together what you can and you release what you can something is better than nothing but when it comes to a full album you definitely don't want to you know end up end up not putting as much work into it as you should you know yeah, okay. mm -hmm. um so you've been in the band for about three years correct you've been a big part of this uh new lp and everything behind it Sure. Just yeah. making some bass lines for him. Yep. Some groovy ass bass lines. Somewhat. Somewhat. Somewhat groovy. Somewhat. No, no, no. They're fucking great, bit. man. I love all all the songs with like they all have a solid bass line, man. When it comes to a three piece band, you can't afford to have anyone slacking, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I love your bass, Adali. You sound great. Your Thank tone you. is wicked, and I love you. Start a Glock. <laughs> Start of Glock. Yo, listen to it for the album when it comes out. <laughs> And when do you have like a rough uh, window of when? No, no timelines. Nah, man, it's it's already tough as it is. Hopefully before the end of the year. Hopefully before the end of the year. Hopefully, man. Yeah, man. When you're meeting up once a week for a couple hours, you kind of just gotta get as much as done as you can, and you know, not give up the content for the time. You know, if it takes another year to put it together and have it up to our standards at the end of it, it's gonna be worth it. You know, yeah. at least to us as instrumental players. You know. Whereas, like, you know, if we if we fuck this up, we have to do a whole nother album and retry the whole process. Yeah. Where it's like, man, I, I just give it another month, you know, take the time when I can and, you know, do all the slight tweaks that you wouldn't imagine go into an album and make sure the content is as good as we want. You know? Well, uh, I think we're getting pretty close to showtime. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, we're p blocking the P-Factory. So it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys. I hope you kill it up there. 
I've seen you once before and you were fantastic. You'll do great again. Um, any last words? Can't register? Uh, no, I think we're good, man. Stay lit. I'm excited. Stay, Stay lit. lit. Uh, this is the one that <laughs> this goes out to everyone who wants one but don't need one. And um, that's it. <laughs> last thing, where words fail and... Music speaks. There we go. <laughs> Cat register. You've been I, fantastic. I got that up on my wall. Yeah, no, exactly. no kidding. That's how I found it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. You've done way too much research. <laughs> how do you know That's this? How do you know this? And we're back. That was the 10th episode of Kenny Colloquy featuring Cat Register, the amazingly talented dudes, the amazingly friendly dudes over at Cat Register. Holding down the mathy tunes, the pretty tunes, the groovy tunes. Check them out. They've got some projects, uh, some recorded material, if you will, on all streaming platforms. Bandcamp, Apple Music, Spotify. Wherever you listen to music, go look up Cat Register. They've got two singles, Peach Fun Dip, Killa, and a live EP. All recorded and uh, produced uh, top to bottom by them. So go check that out. Get hyped for the project we're recording. Uh, it's going to be magical. They they really are cool guys. Uh, uh, talented guys. Uh, and those two elements just combine to... They add up. They add up to to magic. To music. Music is captured sound. Captured sound waves, frequencies. Uh, it's magic. They record that shit with light sometimes. Film. Photography is astounding. It, it That never fails to amaze me. Captured light captured sound it's it's magic it's it's science science is magic depending on a variety of factors but that's a conversation for another time this conversation's about cat register i hope you liked the episode thank you guys for sticking around Thank you for listening to the podcast, watching the YouTube videos, whatever you whatever you do, go check out these artists. None of this means anything if you don't if you don't really get into the 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 musicians, the the bands that I'm interviewing here. It's an important aspect of the show to to bring awareness to these bands and acts these musicians these people uh highlighting their stories sharing their stories with you and trying to get you into them it's it's at the end of the day it's always for the band you know uh i have a lot of fun doing this but it's to get the bands out there to you guys. I know a lot of you are already fans of the Orlando scene and bands of the Orlando scene, but share this with your friends. Get them into local music. I've been sharing local music with 
friends and family. I've brought them to shows. And even if you didn't have that connection with that person, you can always form that at the shows through watching them perform or even catching them after their set and just letting them know that you appreciated the the work and the the end product the work that went into that that end product it's it's a whole thing so i hope you guys enjoy this show i hope you're sharing the word uh, with your friends with your family your significant others with your pets with whoever else you talk to on a daily basis get the word out share the love with with these people in your life for these bands in your life uh episode 10 kenya colloquy featuring cat register go check them out on instagram facebook they've got a show on saturday june 26th uh, check out their material i've plugged it and plugged it but i'm plugging it again there's links in the description go listen to them blast it in your car blast it through your home system go through the old episodes listen to the bands if you haven't if you haven't shared them share them uh spread the love prove me right when i hype up this scene it's a good scene people be proud Spread the love. Spread the word. Do it up. Go to shows. And show your appreciation. I'm Andrew Kohenka, and you've been listening to Kenya Colloquy, episode 10, featuring Cat Register. See you guys. <laughs>